0: Hey, this is Jeff. To get 2024 started, TJ and I are releasing one of our best episodes for thinking about your type and your rhythms. As we often say, if you're going to focus on just one thing when engaging the Enneagram, you should jump into stance work. For some of us, we're starting this year, but we don't have something we are really focused on that will make us healthier inside. And that's where we're going. In this episode, we pitch a handful of worthy exercises for those who want to do some real work worth having a piece of paper nearby and grabbing hold of just one thing that will make you, your type, more balanced, more healthy, um, more happy in this new year. As a side note, this episode can be found on our sister podcast as well, which is called Start Here where uh and in start here we pitch a set of steps that everyone can jump into when using the enneagram to get healthy uh there's also a typing tool there all sorts of great stuff at the start here podcast and that is linked in the show notes as always we continue to be so grateful for your support and in this new year may all good things be yours Enneagram is a map of the human personality. It's a tool for navigating relationships. It creates language for what motivates us and helps us look at the way we look at everything else. Most importantly, the Enneagram's a mirror because sometimes you need help seeing yourself. My name is Jeff Cook. I'm a philosopher in Greeley, Colorado, and with me is TJ Wilson, businessman, lover of theology, and Enneagram Ninja. Hello. A man who was up way too late last night serving a bunch of folks getting married, yeah? Uh, no, they weren't. they were all gone before.
1: By the time I got into work, this is just serving ah. random people coming in on a Friday night.
0: Just a late night at the coffee shop. Yep. Rock and roll. There were a few of them. It worked. What's your favorite thing about hanging at the coffee shop late at night? I'm a nighttime person.
1: I like the night. So it feels nice to just be out somewhere and not at a really loud, obnoxious bar.
0: There it is. Uh, yeah, that's a different vibe. Mm-hmm. More calm and peaceful. Yeah. Not, a lot of bar, not a lot of coffee shop fights break out on Friday nights.
1: Not a lot. It happens, <laughs> but it's not It's not super common.
0: Well, we're on step four of our deep dive into steps. We're calling step four stance work. And in my mind, this is the peak. Uh, you have walked up a mountain. You get to the top, go down the other side. This is the peak. This. This is the work. Dealing with your low side, understanding your number and then doing stance work, yep. that's, that's the effort. Everything from here, man, it's just walking downhill.
1: Well, and, and honestly, like we, we've said this over and over again, and, and this, this wisdom comes from Suzanne, who might have gotten it from somebody else, but like, you, you could park here for the rest of your life. If you're only going to do one thing with Enneagram knowledge, stance work is probably the one thing to do, and that, that, that stuff that you could be working on for the rest of your life.
0: I got a reason that comes to mind for why she would say that. What comes to your mind? Like, why would, why would she say that?
1: Uh, I think that because a stance work is, is so important and B because there's so many aspects that go into like there, there's, there's sort of like unfolding layers about what stance work is. Like, you can come back to this well, and it will never run dry.
0: Mm. Agreed. That's a good answer. Uh, the thing that goes through my mind is that if you were to ask what is really the benefit of the Enneagram, there's all sorts of things you, you might kick out. But in my mind, the primary is the Enneagram gives you balance. And the primary way you get balance is here. It's yeah. shoring up your repress center, doing some stance work. Balance is a big target and it comes out in a lot of the things we say. One of the things, the glories and beauties of balance, I really think are being showcased in a world like ours right now, because so much of our world, of pop culture, of uh, political culture, et cetera, it just feels like we're living on the extremes all the time. But you find somebody who's truly balanced, and you're like, that is a healthy person. Right. You know, Like, how do I get there? I want that. Beauty. There is a beauty in inner goodness that comes out in my mind. Like this is just one of the fruit. This is one of those places you see somebody of this sort and you're like, I don't know how they got there, but that's where it's at. Yeah. Well, in good news, we got a road to get there right here. Love it. We need to talk about repressed centers and stance work. If you have not done uh, the first three steps, we highly suggest you jump there first. But if you do don't go to step one and understand your stance and what that means about your repressed center. We would certainly encourage you to push back into episode one on this. Uh, but what's the skinny on on your stance and your repressed center?
1: Yeah, the I mean the, the basic thing is that, that we all have uh, three intelligence centers. This is an evolutionary concept. This is a um, this shows up in, in all kinds of disciplines that, that we are made up of head heart and body and uh, we we process the world around us through through those three centers through cognitive thinking through uh, relational and, and feelings and 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 sentimentality and we also process the world through our bodies through our, our intuitions and and uh, through through the action that comes out of that space uh, so three centers head heart gut uh, head heart body or Uh, thinking, feeling, doing is another way of saying these things. And we all rely more heavily on one of these three centers than the other two. And then a second one sort of comes up and supports the primary center. And then there's this third one that gets repressed. So ones, for instance, ones are primarily body center types. The world around them is processed through this intuitional sort of way, and, and they're, they're action-centered. And then their feeling center is supporting that. So you could say it that they act on their feelings, but they're repressed in their thinking center. They actually They don't do really productive thinking. So that's, that's what that means. It's, it's, it's unproductive in the repressed center. It's not doing that third center well or efficiently or uh, like we're, we're just bad at our repressed center.
0: To build on that, it seems to me that stance is how you get what you want. And each of us get what we want in ways that really rely on two of the centers, thinking, feeling, and doing. And the third one is repressed and all of us engage the world from those primary two centers in getting what we want. But if you're able to elevate that third, it just unleashes healthy human beings. Opens up everything. That's the work you
1: could be doing for the rest of your life. Figure out that one thing.
0: So if you have a hard time doing productive thinking or feeling or doing, the real work for finding balance is there. So we're going to use the word productive Always want to give footnotes. I think that's a Stabile term. Like Not all the things that are created Enneagram-wise are through Stabile, but I think that's her word True. I in discovery, it. that it's about productive thinking versus unproductive thinking mm-hmm. or productive doing versus unproductive doing. Mm-hmm. Very helpful word. Naming that repressed center and then focusing on productivity there, lifelong work, super beneficial. Agreed.
1: I also want to insert uh, we're probably this is probably going to be sort of naturally peppered throughout this whole conversation. But but part of our stance also, there's a there's a big emphasis on the orientation to time. And so like like this, you you'll see this play out within the way that each stance like how their repressed center interacts with their orientation to time. It, it fits very naturally. So threes, sevens, and eights are future focused and they are repressed in their feeling center. And so like, like moving forward sort of discards feelings. Ones, twos, and sixes are present focused and they are repressed in their thinking center. And fours, fives, and nines are past-focused, and they are repressed in their doing center. So but that, that will come up more naturally throughout the conversation, but I just wanted to make sure that was part of this.
0: Very important. We did two episodes on that in uh, fall 2021, I believe, and they're just labeled time and time in relationships. Yeah. Uh, some of them are more uh, listened to podcasts, by the yeah.
1: way. People seem to like those.
0: One last thing that's worth naming here. This is something that TJ and I are still in conversation about in terms of just like where we actually land. But one of the real fruits that comes from elevating your repress center is this is a door that opens to security. Yeah. Security, we were hesitant to think of security as the goal, as the right. target. The target is actually balance, being a healthy person. But it sure feels good to be secure.
1: But you can do that in healthy and unhealthy ways. So True. like it feels good to be secure, but if you're damaging the people around you because you don't care, then you're. it's not a good thing to be secure.
0: If it were the case that you were saying, how do I get to the high side of security? This would be one of the doors. Yep. The door is this. When you elevate your repressed center, it opens you to your security number or yeah. you are engaging places where you're using your security numbers tools so ones are going to engage their sevenness when they think well. Twos are going to engage their fourness uh, when they're you know aware of thinking about their own emotions. Threes are going to engage their sixness, uh, the feelings of others, their own place when they feel well. Fours are going to engage oneness by acting on their emotions with wisdom. Fives are going to engage eightness by acting. On their rich thought life sixes are going to find some calm at nine by engaging real clear-headed thinking sevens are going to focus at five by centering here and now on their full inner life Uh, eights are going to engage ness by caring for the feelings of others recognizing their own feelings and that they're not as vulnerable as they might believe and nines are going to engage threeness by acting in the world in praiseworthy ways you can see how that door opens up.
1: Yeah, it's like you like the the stance work, the work of elevating your press enter, It's like it sort of unlocks these new skills, and and you get you gain easier. It's like a sh- almost like a shortcut to gain access to the things you need at your security point.
0: Yep, feels like a marriage. There, it's almost like a two way street that your security number and your primary center kind of meet in those spaces and Mm -hmm. the door opens as opposed to a chicken and the egg, which comes first. Right. I get the sense that there is effort, but that somehow your security number's tools kind of meet you in that effort. And as we've kind of said in the past, there's something about going to the high side of your security number that's filled with grace. Yeah. I don't know how else to put that. That's my experience. Yeah, there's... There's
1: things you get there that you can't manufacture. You can't create on your own. You, there there are lots of habits and, and, and the, the, there's things in the world that we can get by working hard enough. But but there are a lot of things that you can't get by working hard enough. You can just it's... receive it. And, and going to security in really healthy ways, you receive stuff that you can't
0: make. The stuff we're going to do is almost like creating the platform for that experience. Mm-hmm. Say it were the case that you're a marathon runner. You can do all the effort to run the marathon, but you can't create, manufacture the joy of the experience of the marathon. Like it might be miserable, you know. And that's uh, what it sounds like to me. That's why, right, <laughs> um, Like relationships are this way where becoming the kind of person who is worthy of love is, is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. But you can never produce by your own effort somebody loving you. And I don't know, that's that's how I experience my security number on yeah. the high side. I can get to the low side of security real, real quick with a bottle of gin.
1: Yeah, that part's easy. Low side of security is easy. High side is, it's a lot of work. And the things you get there, you receive once you get there.
0: Yep. So we're going to start with the aggressive types. Three right. sevens and eights are going to have unproductive feelings. Uh, they're going to be assertive in getting what they want. You want to talk about uh, three sevens and eights and not having productivity in their emotional life?
1: Yeah, it's great. Uh, aggressive or demanding or assertive, uh, a lot of. <laughs> A lot of threes don't like the word aggressive, but they do like assertive uh nobody really likes demanding except for eights i mean, ba- basically the these types are like they're i said earlier they're their future focused they are they have goals they have things that they're aiming at and they want to get there and they want to get there in the if most efficient way possible and all three of these types don't have a a solid healthy and Effective relationship to their feeling center, and and that plays out in very different ways. Sevens are looking for uh, they they want things to be enjoyable, and and they're they're sort of running away from their uh, from unpleasant experiences because they don't want to be stuck in those unpleasant experiences. So they they would say that they are great at feelings so long as you are talking about the good feelings, but that means they're not engaged with half. Of life, they're not engaged appropriately with the all of the things that make us more whole people by experience. Like you, you can't really have great without understanding what terrible is, and and so they're 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 stunted. They're they're missing out on this this richness that comes from the the lower side of feelings. Eights are they have they don't even have a plan they're already doing their plan they they have a goal that they are they have goals that they are working towards and they are actively pursuing those goals at all times and they don't really care about who they hurt to get to their place because they the thing that they're doing is more important and they have actually worked so hard to create this sort of protective barrier to make sure that the inner vulnerabilities that they don't get hurt on the inside, that their 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 inner person doesn't get damaged, which means that they aren't engaged with that inner person. It means they aren't engaged with their own soft, gooey center in appropriate ways. And it also means that they don't understand other people's soft, gooey center that well. And threes while threes are are actually taking in everything to their feeling center they interpret other people's feelings really well because they they need to know what you want so that you will think they're great so they're going to engage that they they get that but they're not engaged with their own center their feeling space because those feelings get in the way of them being whoever it is you want them to be and of accomplishing their goals and and feelings are messy they're they they're inefficient, they get in the way they're they, they that is all stuff that we can deal with later because I have these goals that I want to accomplish right now, and all three of these types, because they don't really fully engage their own emotional center, they really, really do not understand the impact that they have on other people
0: this thing that's well worth saying oftentimes. Like when we we have a conversation with Sean Palmer that we're going to release here in a month or two, he described assertive types as those who are moving against others or moving in spite of others, I believe. Mm -hmm. It's almost like other people's feelings are the problem, but it's actually feelings in total. It's both other people's feelings and Not understanding or doing real business with one's own feeling, right? That's the problem. Right. It's the whole category is a huge obstacle. Right. My feelings, their feelings, they're just an obstacle to the fun we need to have, to the, you know, the goal that we need to pursue, the work we need
1: to accomplish.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There it is. As such, there's a huge hole in being a holistic person. Right.
1: Right. And this is uh the the way that the way that each of these repressed centers sort of expresses itself in the world you can see doing repressed most cleanly because you know they're not doing anything thinking repressed is actually a little bit harder to see but feeling repressed is the one that we almost we almost celebrate it in our culture yep. because of the ways that that we've sort of denigrated being openly emotional it, it's a problem it's a huge problem and and i I think we're moving away from that, which is nice. But most of these, like, most three, sevens, and eights have actually been encouraged, whether directly or indirectly through, like, film and media and whatever else, that that dealing with those emotional centers are, it, it's okay to not ever worry about this. And that's just, it's, it's just a false thing that we've been teaching people.
0: Yeah. Just to earmark it, I think maybe the only time... That I'm really glad that these types are feeling repressed is when there's a huge emergency. Yep. I've been in a room, you know, a few rooms in which a woman is giving birth, in which something goes very badly, and then all of a sudden it's actually those who are more assertive who step up, speak, cut through the emotion of the moment and saying this and say this is what needs to get done. Yeah. That can be real helpful. So it's a superpower. It's a great good. Uh, it would be bad if you lived in that space,
1: and it would be bad if that was the only thing happening in the room.
0: Sure. Okay. Yeah. Talk like about
1: it, that. if there's if there's no one in that space who is capable of understanding and 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 engaging the feeling center, mm-hmm. then the person who absolutely needs to take charge and move the move things forward, they could potentially be discarding things that are really important.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. There is a wonderful dance that takes place yep. between, um, yeah, the driven goal-orientedness that we see here and real wisdom and emotional intelligence. Like there's a sweet spot to be found. Yep.
1: And it all Very comes elu- back to
0: balance. Yeah. Balance is the word of the day. It's elusive, but that's the that is the golden target right there. In good news, the three sevens and eights out there are, say, are just itchy to hear. All right, well, how are we going to do this? What are we going to do? Bring it. <laughs> where are the practices that are going to make me more emotional? Y'all are not going <laughs> to like our answers. <laughs> I like our I like answers. <laughs> the first one that hits me is uh, that these types would benefit hugely by creating spaces where there are others who they trust – where they can be deeply authentic about their inner life, yeah,
1: and where they are intentional about receiving the inner life of yep. others without needing to fix it or change things.
0: Let's pause on that one. That feels like a second step. Okay, am I wrong? Because that's I about there, other people's feelings.
1: I I think it's it's you have to practice both things.
0: Oh, I see. Yeah.
1: And and they will actually feed each other.
0: Yeah. Okay. That makes sense as you say and it that if, way.
1: If you only ever do biceps on one arm, you're going to look real dumb. Yeah. And your arms aren't going to well, work right.
0: Perhaps it's, it could be twofold. Maybe if it's the case that you're creating a space of trust with somebody who is clearly older and more mature. Mm-hmm. That is a space I think that you don't necessarily need to hear about their feelings. Okay. So if a three, seven, and eight is going into therapy, yep. that's a healthy spot for them to be in. Yes. Don't necessarily need to ask about the therapist's kids, although you can. You can. I.
1: Yeah. I, I think trying to enter into that two-way street relationship with your therapist is a bad idea, and your yeah. therapist should know that too.
0: Right. <laughs> Throw it back on you. Yeah. If you are meeting with your peers, I think you're entirely right. Yep,
1: and and if yeah, I, I think I think everyone needs therapy. Uh, I think I we need therapy, and like that's that's normal, healthy, good thing to pursue. I th- I think that three sevens and eights a, a great place to engage their own emotional center would be in a safe space like therapy, but. If you're going to do that, you also need to find this other space where you're practicing receiving as well.
0: Yes, right. I think you do that with your friends i i have I have the great joy of having this relationship with a three with a seven and an eight. The three is my wife, and mm-hmm. I could see that kind of symbiotic back and forth of you know true vulnerability, and we get to go there. I have a seven friend who I communicate with on Marco Polo. It's an app where you just send videos to one another. But that is a space where this person gets to really open up. And a lot of times with eights, it's we, we've used this phrase before. It's the shooting blanks mm-hmm. exposing places where I feel vulnerable. Yeah. Even weak. Uh that can that can be very, very valuable if yep. you have peers in those spaces. I suppose the last kind of relationship. I would love your thoughts on this. It's when that person is the authority figure, the three, seven, and eight. They are the teacher, they're the parent, and they are speaking with somebody who's younger. Mm-hmm. But in that relationship, they open up their heart. Yeah, or should
1: I mean, there? There has to that? be like like the the wisdom and the balance. You have to recognize that in those kinds of relationships there are going to be times where you are trying to to shape them to to sort of mold these 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 people these apprentices these children these whatever like whatever however they're quote unquote underneath you they part of your role in their life is to help shape them moving forward but part of your role in their life is to recognize who they are on the inside. And and sometimes you are going to want to shift them, to change them when actually you need to help them embrace themselves as they
0: are. I could see those sorts of relationships now that we're talking about being a very safe place because the eight's not going to feel vulnerable. You know, sharing with the person who is perhaps younger, like a, like imagine a 40-year-old, eight, who's speaking to their 10-year-old, mm-hmm. that 10-year-old isn't a threat, you right. know, or the seven speaking to their, you know, their daughter saying something like, you know what, sometimes I'm afraid too, you know. Right. The right. three doesn't feel like they need to perform for the six-year-old who has boogers on their face, you know, is right. it, it, the, like that's a safe space. <laughs> right, <know>? right. <laughs> But it's also
1: a a space that that could easily be um, these types, especially as parents, can easily ignore the feelings of that person because they want their child to come out a certain way, to grow up a certain way. Sure, yeah. Yeah, it's a safe space to to tap in, but also you have to be really intentional about recognizing that, uh, about not completely controlling this person
0: speaking of therapy on this front when we did our interview just recently with michael shahan that was the thing he said something exactly of that sort in terms of it's not your job to get your kid to look a certain way and that was the actually the thing that my three wife really resonated with most what you're responsible for is creating atmospheres where they can thrive and become who they're wired to be right Second practice that we have is slowing there is an adrenaline rush that comes from getting it done there's an adrenaline rush that comes from higher faster louder from uh, a new adventure from uh, you know jumping out of another airplane right there's an adrenaline rush from being on stage and getting another trophy and another trophy as it were,
1: and even just ticking off the the boxes on the to do list that's yeah i I know people who put Make a to do list on their to do list so that they can check off the box. It's it's so weird to me. I don't get lists. I'd
0: rather take a nap. Of all things, when we get to nines, I have I have prioritized lists. Some <laughs> seriously, it's a big deal to bring up. Um, <laughs> there is something about naming. At, I mean, put this on your list if you want. You need to slow down. Yep. Don't shoot to accomplish five life goals in the next six months, embracing the intentional rhythms of the season, understanding your place in the here and now, and then giving yourself permission to stop is a great good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is one of the places where that future focus is really noticeable and, and sort of it fights back a bit here, uh, because, because three sevens and eights are all moving towards something. They're, um, you reference Sean talking about moving against and like they they're going they're, they're getting stuff done and they're always looking to something on the horizon. And, and the reality is the earth is round and the horizon is always coming. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And for all three of these types, if you don't slow down every once in a while, you can't engage your feelings because feelings does, it, it's not a goal you can accomplish. It, it's something that you have to just spend time in and you have to slow down to be able to do that. It's a good word.
0: Got a chance to rewatch the fantastic Spike Lee movie, Malcolm X, the other day,
1: mm-hmm.
0: movie about Nate. The turning point in his life, played by Denzel Washington, uh, is when he submits to spiritual direction. Yeah, And he's obviously a Muslim. The image of surrender that comes out of Islam, real powerful. And it's portrayed in that movie in terms of his spiritual journey in, in a wonderful way. And what you see is a super healthy person emerge in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. The more that he takes on a submissive posture to spiritual direction. And that might be another step for three sevens and eights. Right.
1: And it that's, that's another place that like, like all of these things, you can see how they sort of fit together and like, like work toward the same goal, submitting to spiritual direction. That can be a space of slowing of, of having to, of en- yep. entering into that safe space kind of area and, and yeah, you, you have to be vulnerable if you're going to be engaged with some kind of spiritual direction. Because if you're, if you're not telling the truth about what's going on inside, then it's pointless.
0: Yep. A fourth step, I can't overstate the value of this, is what we might call waiting. Is naming things that you cannot possibly get right now mm. that are really valuable to you and holding them loosely yeah. And just saying, I know that in a year or in three years, this will materialize and I'm not going to push. I'm simply going to allow it to come to me at, in, in the appropriate time. Yeah. I hate this practice and it's been, <laughs> I, I'm it's not, where a, I live, I, man. I'm not an assertive type, but it is the case that I've had this experience a lot here the last two or three years uh, and, it's it's one of those things that I can look back now and just really name as is, is a real value. Yeah. Yeah, there's a
1: threes, sevens and eights all whether they are aware of it or not, they fundamentally believe that they can shape the world around them according to how they see it. Mm-hmm. And that's just not always true. Like there's a lot of things you can do to take charge of your life and and change things and and like if you don't like where you live, you can move. And there there's so many things about if. if uh, I remember talking to an eight recently that he said that when when he wants to make change in his life, he just does it, and he doesn't understand people who do it. And it's like, well, no, but but there there are so many other factors about how this actually plays out for so many different people. Like like maybe you have an, a, a physical disease and so exercising is actually really bad for you. So you can't just like become fit. Like there's, there's obstacles for lots of people because you see the world differently than how other people see it. Yeah, And sometimes you have to recognize that the thing that you want to get to, you can't make it on your own. And you may just have to wait for it to happen, especially because other people have agency as well.
0: I would love to give two examples on this because I could see three sevens and eights out there going, I don't know what the hell you're talking about here. Yeah, this is a place where you need to think about engage your feelings center. One example would be monetary. It would be in, with investments. Mm-hmm. One investor, very famous, presently is sitting on $150 billion of cash and has publicly said, can't find anything to buy because no opportunities have really presented themselves. That I think he's Twitter's up for sale. <laughs> That's a seven making that happen. Oh right. <laughs> By the way, side note: uh, in a, a recent podcast, uh, Elon Musk was was uh, engaged. We we talked about Musk in the context of fives, but that man's a seven. Sure. Just as a, he's going to play with that toy for two years and then go do something else. Oh yeah. Um, so we know this, it just didn't get on tape.
1: He's not really going to even like get rid of the toy. He's just going to drop it and walk it's away. Like, <laughs> Ooh, something shiny.
0: The thing about this particular investor is this is his whole, it's Warren Buffett, but he, he'll wait like five years. But then something happens. There's, you know, the housing market crashed in 2008. That dude bought a New York bank for nothing Right. in 2008. It's like, and you can't manufacture that. You right. just have to wait. You have to be powerful. You, you have your resources and assets, and you're simply waiting. A second thing that I'm experiencing personally is that we're simply waiting for one of our children's brains to develop. And we know that it's not developed right now. You know? And we know that in five years, they're going to be in a much healthier spot. Their emotional life will come into balance, their ability to connect with the world. But there is so much physiologically that we can't control. Yeah. And and it's just a waiting game.
1: Literally, like, there's there's nothing that you can do to speed
0: up science. Yes. So much of our world, and we've talked about this a lot, especially with American culture, man is propelled by three sevens and eights half the time. And it's, it's a can do attitude. That's fantastic. Like, I go to Europe and I, I have family in Europe, and they're always like, they hire Americans all the time because of that can do attitude. Mm-hmm. They sure. love it. It's very different in that culture. But on the flip side, sometimes you do have to wait for the sun to, to rise. You right. know, you wanna plant tomatoes in, in March, but you gotta wait till May or they're all gonna die.
1: Especially if you live in Colorado. There (laughs) will be a freeze and they're all going to die.
0: It comes out of the blue every single year. I'm like, it's time to turn the sprinklers on. And then all of a sudden, I've just ruined my sprinkler system. But you should know better because you've lived in Colorado for your whole life. But I'm thinking repressed and that's (laughs) that's a problem. (laughs) Um, Another activity is retreat. I think that all the types can benefit from retreat but finding places where you can't accomplish anything for Mm -hmm. three sevens and eights is real valuable. Yeah. For different reasons. You got thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. I think it, it, I mean, it's, it's setting aside the, the, the things that you need to get done. It's, it's letting go of the to-do list. It's, it's stepping away from your normal rhythms. It's, um, I, there's all kinds of things to be said about leaving what you're used to. And this is the, the whole, this, this is the hero's journey. But but for these types particularly it's they're always working towards some kind of goal. When you step outside of the arena where your goals exist, then you gain the opportunity to think about something other than those those goals, those the, the accomplishments, the the work that you're trying to get to.
0: Yep. Sevens might be licking their chops. Of course I want to go on a vacation. Of course you do. There's something about the production productive retreat for the seven of intentionally designing the space where you will engage your inner life Mm -hmm. what does that look like what does that retreat look like where you've created space to do inner work that's actually the retreat that sevens need threes and eights are probably obvious
1: right well then like when uh when my spouse and i went on our honeymoon uh we went to uh a an all-inclusive retreat in Mexico, which I highly recommend, by the way. But <laughs> we realized that five days was too long to do nothing. And I'm very good at doing nothing. Five <laughs> days is too long, and we should have booked some other things. And, and like, I'm looking at the list of things that are available in the area of where we were, and, like, there's all kinds of activities and, and like, boat trips and parasailing and and, like... Like there's, we're surrounded by a town, so there's places to go and and like things to see and and shows and whatever else. And and sevens are naturally engaged with all of the things that are available on those trips. That's like, like why why aren't we doing all of them? And and uh, the retreat for sevens is actually to not go and do all of the things. Yes, because if if you're just Taking your list of all of the things that you're doing at home and just transcribing it to all the things that you're doing on vacation, then you're 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 doing the same thing just in a different location.
0: Exactly right. Lastly, and I have this for each of the types, this would be the spiritual practice of prayer. However, prayer may work for you in your heart and how you connect with the world and with God and the rest. Um, Prayer can be and has been one of those traditional places that lots of people go to shore up their repress center. And so for these types, it seems to me in prayer that acts of confession and really taking a full inventory is incredibly valuable. Hmm because it's pushing into your inner life and it's pushing into your mistakes and missteps and places that things are kind of dark and places that you feel insecure and like a failure feel inadequate and elevating them and, and, and doing so again in a safe space.
1: Right. And I, I think meditation can serve in this purpose as well. If you aren't Mm -hmm. particularly spiritual or religious person, um, the, in, engaging intentionally with your inner self and, and sort of letting that self like, like acknowledging and maintaining space for that inner self to reveal itself. Like that's, that's part of what confession is. That's part of that's what the full inventory is. Like for those of us who are religious, we're, we're trying to connect with, some power outside of ourselves, but even if you're not, there's there's still a space here where you are intentionally engaging with your inner life.
0: On the flip side, for me, are prayers of forgiveness for others. Hmm. Um, I think I think that that ends up being helpful. If somebody has wounded you, an act of forgiveness, even if it's just you know spoken to God, ends up for somebody else can be very powerful. Um, I think in terms of elevating that person and, you know, kind of in tandem to that prayers of blessing on others can be very powerful. I think this is one of those things you see in Martin Luther King Jr. all the time. The posture of blessing enemies or blessing those who are even on the fence in terms of his work ends up just unleashing a very powerful person. And it is engaging the emotional life of another person. And saying I long for your good, yeah, and that can be very. That's a thing to do, yeah. but in doing it, you're elevating your feeling center,
1: right? And obviously, there's a lot to be said about like we're 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 not advocating for uh, if somebody's abusing you, you, don't, you you need to leave. You can yeah, pray for yeah, them the, from another room. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're not advocating for just just blessing your abusers, but um, th- there is a space about like. I'm not sure who said it. I think it might have been Anne Lamott, but but like unforgiveness is is drinking rat poison and expecting it to hurt the other person. Yeah. And like like this act is engaging your inner life and it's also letting go of these things which you are not engaging you're actually just putting on a shelf that are toxic to you and and you're you're letting them go and you're now not they're not
0: in control of you anymore. Like unforgiveness is drinking rat poison and expecting the rat to die. Yeah. is her phrasing. Yeah. Uh, there it is. Comes from, it's, it's actually a, a riff on something the Buddha says. Okay. Those are the practices for assertive types. I want to do a special note here. And it's something that you'll see if you listen back and it's something you'll hear as we move forward is these are exercises they are about forming something within you and all of the things that we're going to talk about are of that sort. They strengthen places that are naturally quite weak. Right. And that's something that requires intentionality. It requires discipline. But all the best things in terms of making us healthy generally have that quality to them, yeah?
1: Right. Yeah, there's there's a lot of value to building up the things that you're good at but realistically if if you never spend time on the things that you're bad at particularly when we're talking about these intelligence centers if you never really engage the one that you're bad at then you're always going to be a little off balance it's that you're you're sitting on a three-legged stool and one of the legs doesn't work right and you're eventually going to fall over
0: that's it brings us to the withdrawn types, uh, withdrawn types, fours, fives, and nines struggle with unproductive doing. Give me the skinny.
1: Well, uh, so withdrawn types are unproductive. Doing is a really interesting thing. Uh, there's be, this is the one that's easiest to see because it means that, that we're not engaged with the things that need to get done. And, it's it's better to think like the, the word unproductive is really key here because it's not it does not necessarily mean that that these types are not doing things, is that they're not putting appropriate energy into the things that are important. Uh, so so each of these types is can struggle in different ways. Fours are, are spending so much of their energy on their emotional life and, and thinking about the ways that they are connected to other people and what other people think about them, that they don't engage what they need to do to get things done. They don't, they don't make decisions well because they're worried about what other people are going to think about their decisions and how they, they want to make sure they feel right about the things that need to get done. And, and, they they don't make big decisions because there's so much wrapped up in how big decisions are made. They just sort of like think about it and and how do they feel and I I need to know that this decision is right and blah, blah. and it's it means they don't ever get to actually making and doing the thing that they're trying to accomplish. Uh, fives spend all of their restricted energy on their mental life on on how things work on on taking in and categorizing data they are naturally observing the world and because they want to be observers they don't engage the world they would much rather watch and take notes than to actually be part of what's happening and nines wanting this peaceful space around them nines nines don't put good energy into things that need to get done into into making sure that they're actually like accomplishing goals because it's it's really easy to get lost in whatever's in front of me it's really easy to to just sort of relax into spaces of, of sort of shutting off my brain, and this this can involve a lot of activity. I know a lot of nines that are very busy people, but they're not doing. They forget a lot of stuff. They 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 miss a lot of appointments because they're they're so wrapped up in the thing that they're doing at the moment that they're not productively doing what needs to get done, and so all of these types that. We, we, I love talking about this with Sean. His his book, Speaking by the Numbers, goes is basically about stance and also about professional communication. I think it's 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 a really great. I cannot recommend this book enough. But one of the things that we talked about was uh, the idea of purpose. So so fours, fives, and nines, because that the doing the action center is also part of understanding the world in an intuitive kind of way we all don't assign appropriate purpose to the things that need to get done so we don't engage things in that like knowing what needs to get done when it needs to get done kind of way
0: an image that you and i talked about on on that front ended up being the open tab on a web browser that there's like 20 open tabs and it's a symbol of i've gone down 18 rabbit trails right kind of just meandering looking at things they may be emotional they may be um intellectual i'm going to stay this a little bit more it might just be like this is something that makes me feel calm and safe and Right. But it's but nothing's being accomplished. You're doing a bunch of stuff, but you're not accomplishing right well and and one of uh, one or two of
1: those tabs might be something that you actually need to do mm-hmm. but you have not looked at those tabs in maybe days
0: yep i I had this experience i'm 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 looking for a tile and I got like twelve tiles open on a. Web browser, and I have not clicked on. I'm going to go with this. Whereas Uh I could see, like, and you know, my wife or an eight friend just kind of looking. It's that one. Bang, go right. Let's do something else. Yeah, and that's there. I suppose I'm empathizing.
1: Three sevens and eights have already. The thing is already on the way, and they're they're on to something else. While fours, fives, and nines are still trying to decide what they want.
0: Yep, it's a strange move here. Like the fours are going to be emotional, but there's also the work of emotions mm-hmm. and processing things well and using your emotions in a way that you're acting in the world. Right. Easiest one is five. So fives. Like it's one thing to think through all the data. It's another thing to act on the data in a way that produces results. Right. It's one thing to intuit the world, understand the world. It's another thing to actually push the world forward into places of, of true peace and harmony. Right. There's work there. Work of engagement. Would that be a better, like there's something about engaging other people in the world around us.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and it's productivity is a, is a, and it's, again, it's a key. It's, It's such a good word in this space because There's a lot of work going on in for these three types, but spinning in your feelings is not the same as engaging what you need to do because of your feelings.
0: Mm -hmm. What each of these types do is they use past tools to get what they want. And so that will be what engaging productive doing actually looks like. It's grabbing hold of these past tools, moving them into the present moment in the thing that needs to get done.
1: Right. I mean the these three types are so like the those past tools, it it's it's almost like we're longing for a a time that has already gone has already come and gone or or we're reminiscing or or, or whatever else, like the way that we conceive of the past in order to move out of this unproductive doing, like there's something to get there. There's like, it's, it's really easy to say, I wish I was, I wish things were how they used to be. It's another thing to say, remember how things used to be? How do we get where we're at now? Like what, what can we do to bring that feeling
0: forward? Yeah. We need to pull the insights that we've learned. We need to pull uh, our past experiences with other people have shaped things this way and we should probably learn from that and move in that direction. Right. Don't you realize that when we have done things badly in the past, it's created a bunch of chaos in this realm. We need to make sure that we're acting on that in the moment. Right. Something like that.
1: Yeah. And and also recognizing that like, you, you can't go backwards. The thing that, yeah, that you're right. looking at, you can't actually get back there. There's something valuable there that you are trying to get. Part of your part of our work is figuring out what is the thing that you're trying to get from that past.
0: Yeah. There's a delight in remembering. There's a delight in saying history or reminiscing and all the rest. Mhm. But you got you can't live there. You got to right. pull. You got to right. push into 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 action well some exercises that strike me as valuable on this end the first one that hit me i'd be real curious i'm going to be real curious what your thoughts are on this i'm going to tell tj here's all the things that you need to be doing um (laughs) first is i think that it's very helpful to one consider your work as sacred as valuable as having real purpose Mm -hmm. and to structure your days around it that there is a time where you condition yourself to begin working. This is a common practice for me. At this point in time, this is when I start, mm-hmm. and and my body just knows it now. But I imagine that's much more difficult for fours, fives, and nines.
1: I agree with that. I also think that um, like purpose is a is a really important thing here uh, because if you don't see any actual value in your work, then you have to maybe manufacture it or. Or find work that you do find valuable. Yeah. Uh, so, so say for instance, you like you work at Home Depot, but you really like the reason you work at Home Depot is to pay the bills. <laughs> there is a value involved there. Your job may not be important, but being purposeful about. Doing work in order to provide space for the things that you actually want to do, that could be a perspective that that gives purpose and meaning to the incredibly unmeaningful work of big retail so so even if the work that even if I, I think this is a good practice, like finding some way to to give importance and purpose and, and saying that my work is sacred. You may have to get a little creative about how you see your work in order to get to this place.
0: Yeah. Building on that. And this is going to be true of the next three types as well, but there is something about prioritization of prioritizing. This is meaningful and important Yep. more than the other things on the list. Right. If you can have a prioritized list, it's really valuable in that you are assigning purpose to what's in front of you and you're not just stumbling into it. It's like, well, I guess I could do this. There is something about saying this is most important and worthy of my time and these other five things are not, mm-hmm. at this moment at least.
1: Yeah. And that, I, I think that um, creating a to-do list can be really valuable here. Uh, organizing your to-do list it could be entirely arbitrary, but if you give meaning to the order of your to-do list, then it has meaning. Yep. This can also be a space where it's probably really good to invite other people to, you know, consult to help you make, uh, like if, if I didn't invite my, my spouse into the consideration process of some of my bigger to-do lists, then I wouldn't, organize things in a way that considers how she needs my to-do list to go.
0: Yep. I naturally have this experience given the job that I presently have now. But presently, the the work that I've picked up is taking very old buildings and making them amazing. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing about very old buildings is you have to do things in order. And if you don't, you'll screw the process up. So we have to do foundational matters first. And if you don't understand – that the things that are the least sexy, the things that cost the most, and that nobody will ever see, yep. end up having to take place first. And so yep. we're spending time trenching, adding cable lines, adding you know electricity, and and redoing we're redoing the circuit boxes and the plumbing. If I get those out of order and I just jump to the drywall and painting and and adding art on the wall, but I haven't done anything behind the wall, it's going to just screw everything up. Yep. I'm just covering over.
1: There and is a prioritization. The can down the road. Yeah. So much of unproductive doing is just kicking the can down the road.
0: Yeah. Or dressing it up for the time being to just function in the world for a minute. Right. Right. But again, there's there's the purposelessness
1: yeah. at work. Basically house flipping at this point.
0: Another. That's fine. I'm not bitter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you mean. There. Not a big fan of house flipping. Oh, I get you. Another exercise, and this goes alongside exercise, is I, I think the fours, fives, and nines need to name a physical hobby they really enjoy. One of the things I see in your life is you do two things that are very physical, both uh, in your work, like the creation, the artistic creation of coffee actually is a, takes a lot of your physicality, mm-hmm. and it's, be, it's putting something into practice in front of you. Yeah. And then TJ, you may not know, this is a phenomenal sound engineer, and there's a lot of process and, you know, the the wrapping of cords, the laying out of here's where the speakers are, are placed this is a very physical activity mm-hmm. that I assume you really enjoy. Yeah, it's true. I love that part of the, the work. It seems to me this is the place that fours, fives, and nines can struggle is you have to know what it feels like to get into your body and to be doing something that actually has both those things have a goal in Break. your life. Yeah,
1: right. And it, it's, it, they have a goal, they have a purpose and, and they ser- like they serve a bigger function. I'm not just going to go out and like, like make and dispose lattes. They, <laughs> they, Cause that, th- what a waste that would be. And like, that I'm not interested in that. I want to serve them to other people, but, but there's a, there's a physicalness that this activity, which I really, really enjoy has a purpose and like it's part of something bigger that I'm already doing.
0: There are countless things that could be put in that space from, Mm -hmm. you know, like sports uh, of certain sorts. Uh, I assume, I know one nine who is an avid hiker and there's a real connection between moving out of the city into spaces where nobody's around and the calm they get to experience in that space is very valuable to them. Yeah. but I would put a high emphasis here on the fact that he is engaging his body when he does that. Right. And that's a great good. Right. So uh, like, obviously, you know, uh, for example, I mean, TJ can speak to this. TJ has a pain disease that, that ends up being an obstacle to engaging his body. And so you got to get creative. Yeah.
1: Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, um, I know that I should exercise, but I think exercising is dumb and also there's <laughs> physical limits to it. But the fact of my job, my job is work. It It's, it's a physical engagement. It's w- when I'm, when I'm running live shows, that's basically like a, a running one show from start to finish is a tremendous amount of physical work. And, and it's, it gives me an opportunity to do something I like, that I care about, that I don't think is stupid, and I don't have to go to the gym for it.
0: Right. Finding the thing that connects with you. What brings you joy? It's, a, it's the joy of physical exertion. Right. Whatever that, you just got you to find that thing. Yeah. On the flip side, there's the unplugging as a discipline for fours, fives, and nines. I bet you everybody struggles with this, but I imagine fours, fives, and nines, especially in relationship to unproductive doing, Mm -hmm. you got to turn off the screens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I get lost in it. And I suddenly
1: magically find myself way more productive when I go a a few hours or days without
0: without screens in front of me. What are the three hours of your day that you're going to name in which all the screens are off? Right, that can be real valuable. Right. I don't know what this looks like, but I wrote down service. Uh, I think three, seven, well, I think ones, twos, and sixes are going to have this in spades of how do, I, how do I help you? How do I help you? Because that's sure. how we connect with the world. Yeah. Three, sevens, and eights might be aggressive just in general, and it just comes out, oh, okay, and I can help this person here. But right. I imagine fours, fives, and nines are going to really need to be intentional about who are the people in my world. I don't have to help everybody. But I do need to help somebody.
1: Yeah. Uh, A lot of us are, um, we are potentially very generous, but only when you ask. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. You know, like, I am not the type of person to offer my help, even when someone is deeply hinting at it. But I will probably say yes if you ask me for it. Sure. Sure. And and the the answer is that there's so many different reasons behind that, and like like when it comes down to it, it's it's that I don't you know it, I would rather not do that thing, but if you ask me, of course I'm gonna say yes because I care about you and and I'm available and and I don't have a good excuse not to. So, like the idea of service is, and, and part of it is understanding that you have a role, you have, you have work to do in the world and, and stepping into that instead of waiting for someone to pull you into it.
0: Building on that, uh, a wonderful discipline. And it may not be for the person in front of you. It might be for you and your heart is being giving and charitable, Mm -hmm. having loose hands. Yeah. Uh, fours, fives and nines, that's going to materialize for everybody differently, but There is such a focus on past resources for all three that the surrendering of those resources that that can just be a freeing activity. And it also is something that requires some real effort, but it pays off. Right. Again, it's the case, these move us. They're exercises that move us into security and really into health. And that's that's your best self. That's where, man, that's where joy and happiness often dwell. I suppose the last one would be again to circle back to how prayer might work for for these types. It seemed to me that being active again about blessing others seemed to me to be a worthy way to talk about prayer. I don't know if you have thoughts on prayer in terms of like where things really connect for you. It might just be the I'm going to just do it in the first yeah. place. <laughs>
1: it's it's the engagement for me. It's it is really difficult for me to do any kind of unguided meditation or prayer because i can easily just get lost in the nothing doing and so so practicing a um something that's guided like like there are lots of apps where where people will take you through guided meditations there's prayer practices that are really intentional and and, and focused like like praying the rosary is a is a really good practice because it involves something that, uh, is repetitive and, and you have to sort of be engaged. You have to understand what you're doing in order to get through the whole thing. And it's, it's, whereas threes, sevens, and eights should be disengaging from their to-do list. This sort of like prayer meditation behavior for fours, fives, and nines is almost like, like find a to-do list in this space because you need to, to engage it.
0: It's a good word. Moving on to the reactive types. One, two's, and sixes are going to struggle with unproductive thinking because they are stuck in the present, the future, the past. These are not tools necessarily available in uh, getting what they want. What's going on right now, right in front of me. And often what's in front of me ends up being, what do I need to do for the person in front of me? And Mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, thoughts on unproductive thinking. Yeah, this is. Um,
1: I think this is one of my favorites because it, it's like it's so clearly there are not ones, twos, and sixes who aren't thinking. They're just not doing really good productive thinking. They're not using their thoughts in a way that that it, it's almost like they have these weird thought spirals. And watching it happen is, I don't want to say amusing, but only because I don't want to be offensive. <laughs> ones, twos, and sixes. Struggle a lot with what is mine to do. They struggle with um, understanding gray areas and um, like ones. Ones are very good at black and white. Ones are very good at focusing in on a system of of morality of of like this is the way the world is supposed to be, and they only see what fits and what doesn't and they don't see the the myriad of ways that everything kind of fits and everything kind of doesn't fit and there's so much in between this space of what it should be and what it shouldn't be that they really struggle with processing what's right because there's so much gray there's so much gray in the world and they just they they struggle to understand that gray. Uh, twos are not engaged with themselves appropriately, and and they they just want to be helpful to other people. They they gain their value from from being attached to other people, and so obviously there's always something that other people need, and I'm going to continue doing the things that other people need, and and they they struggle with thinking about what is mine to do what is important for me because they aren't focused on themselves at all and 6 is who do not actively do not trust themselves and and don't trust the world don't trust that things are going to work out it's it's this inability to to know what's right it's all three of these types are are essentially they're looking for outside validation to help them understand their thoughts or even just shutting down their own thoughts and letting someone else do the thinking
0: for them. Materializes commonly as verbal processing. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: One of the things that I've experienced in my own life on this front is I need to get my intuitions around my thought life, and that's why I'm verbally processing, is once I speak it, then my intuitions, which is my intelligence center, can take hold of it as a one. Right, right. I see twos doing it. They speak it and then their emotional heart can, you know, grab hold of the words and kind of get a sense of where they are in the world. In mm-hmm. sixes when they speak, they're trying to get their heads around the things they're speaking to other people and that's why right. they're doing it. Right. We are the ready fire aim crew. It's yeah. we're, we're not engaging aiming. We're engaging those other elements of doing and heart. And that's just where we feel most comfortable, right? All sorts of rabbit trails for our heads to spin down because we don't have prioritized thinking, mm-hmm. and we're not being productive, right? And then, as as
1: you think about those thoughts, then you have other thoughts about those thoughts, and like the one we all do this to some degree, but but ones, twos, and sixes are particularly good at chaining, which is like. Connecting this one thing to this other thing, and following this trail to where you get so far away from where you started that yep. nobody understands what's happening.
0: I say it all the time. My favorite quote is from William James. He says, "Wisdom is the art of knowing what to overlook," and wisdom yeah. is the thing that these types need most. Yep. Uh, wisdom is is hard to find, um, but here's some exercises. Might get you on the path. One of the better books that I've read recently—it's actually five years old, ten years old now—is just called "The One Thing." And mm-hmm. for both reactive types and for uh, withdrawn types, this is a fantastic book. It's just about prioritization, and a, you know, a key truth that we we know is that you know, eighty percent of the results in your life come from twenty percent of the effort, mm-hmm. and so focusing on that—what's the most important twenty percent of your effort? and elevating the things that are the point. What is most essential? And just getting your head around, here's what's most essential, and anchoring there can be hugely important right. for these three types. Right? You hear it in that language of the Stabile mantra that we say all the time, what's mine to do? That's about prioritization. Right. Had a conversation with a six uh, yesterday. Everything that she was struggling with is about not being able to prioritize and so there's like there's waves of information coming at you. Mm-hmm. There's waves of things you could be doing in the world. Yeah. If you cannot categorize, if you can't like say this doesn't matter for now, this doesn't matter for now. Here's the thing that's most essential that's going to get my time. Then you're just going to get tossed about by the waves coming at you.
1: Right. And notice that like in talking about prioritization with withdrawn types with fours fives and nines. The goal there is to get them to actually do the to do list. Yep. When talking about prioritization with ones, twos and sixes with with the unproductive thinking, the goal is to do the list in the right order and to get rid of the stuff that shouldn't be on the list.
0: Yeah. It's it's almost an opposite. It's the stop doing list that's really sure. important yeah. for for reactive types. Yeah. It's here are twelve things that are just you're it's just a waste of your your energy, your heart, your emotional core. Um, or or
1: even here here's a handful of things that you can do later and it will be fine. Yeah. It's almost like the like the the meeting in the middle of withdrawn and aggressive types. Ones, twos and sixes are trying to do everything on the list and give it all equal importance. And some of those things aren't important and you can wait for them to be be done later just like aggressive types
0: there's a whole company uh for a while there franklin covey that had a day planner and i mean the whole system was just based around prioritization it was just saying what are the things you must take care of this week what are the things that are secondary and what 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 can we label as as third tier and just being you know his whole system was based on focus on the things that are very important that are not urgent Urgent things matter, but really getting ahead is always about elevating the things that are really important and do not have urgency. Yeah, That's your education. That's investments in your relationships. It's building your business. And that's, you know, those are always the places where we really get ahead.
1: Right. Um, And for for one, Susan Sixes, who are present focused, they're always reacting to what's urgent. Correct. And so this unproductive thinking, the the work here is elevating, understanding what is important, but not exclusively reacting to what's urgent.
0: This just as a footnote is why I reject the words compliant and dependent. What's really taking place for ones, twos, and sixes is that they're reacting. Sure. It might be the case that if there's an authority figure, they're complying with the authority figure or they're mm-hmm. dependent on the authority figure. And for ones, that might be their super ego and the demands of their conscience. Right. I, ju- I just don't jive with that, though. Like when it, When I really experience the world, it's much more that the world is coming at me and I need to react for myself to do the right thing. For the twos, to have the relational connection that they desire most. And for sixes, it's how am I safe? And it ends up being, I I think, much more of a reactive posture. And because of that, if you can name it as reactive, then you can do something about it. How do you shore this sucker up? Right. Second thing, uh, practice, I think is real valuable is memorization. This is a place where we get our heads around what's most essential. Mm -hmm. So you memorize quotes that really bring form and wisdom and insight into the spaces that you do life. Yeah, We're going to talk about Suzanne Stabile all the time, I suppose, but she she mm. does a fantastic job of just she memorizes really important things and is constantly just kind of pulling out these wonderful mantras to emphasize the points that she's making, but often the points she's making are about how she is moving as a healthy person in the world. And it helps
1: that she reads like it's going out of style. (laughs)
0: It's true. (sighs) It's another fantastic practice for ones, twos, and
1: sixes. (laughs) It's hard to memorize if you're never taking in new things.
0: Memorization builds up your mental framework. And it's it's one of those things that naturally prioritizes. If you memorize something important to you by its nature, you're saying this matters more than other things. It's working out your brain. Here's the hardest of the uh, exercises I have for ones, twos, and sixes, and it's secrecy. Mm. You need to keep some stuff to yourself. I think that these types have a very difficult time with secrecy, and I think it's very valuable.
1: I want to add some nuance to this. Yeah, do it. Intentional secrecy. Right. (laughs) Because I think all of these types keep some things secret very easily and I think though a lot of those things are the things that they shouldn't be keeping secret.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, this is correct.
1: Yeah. And uh, like the, like we're talking about the verbal processing and the, like there's, there's so much about ones, twos and sixes that they feel like they have to share or that they, they can't not, or they need someone else to say whether or not this thought is appropriate. Like there, there's so much of that that like the verbal processing is so present in ones, twos and sixes. Yeah. And some of that stuff you don't need to share with other people. And, and intentionally keeping it to yourself and letting yourself ruminate on some of that stuff is probably a really good thing to do.
0: That's it. It's mentally saying this is something that's important and I'm going to work on it by myself for a while. hmm I don't think that these three types do that very well, and they yeah. should. They should yep. build those muscles. Other types have no problem with that. But these types would really benefit from saying, I'm going to hold this and do hard work on it. Yeah.
1: And I, I think I also want to want draw a line here that journaling and I, I think that therapy is a place where you don't necessarily need secrecy sure. in this way. Like there there are some spaces where you need help with the thing that you're working on and and sharing it with a trusted advisor that is actively helping you through that is very different from telling every single person in your life that this is something you're struggling with.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. I think that's that's wise. Brings us to journaling. Journaling can be a fantastic place for you to get your... Thoughts on paper so that you can respond to them with your intelligence center. Mm -hmm. That's my experience of journaling. I get out the things that I really care about and the stuff that's trash. I mean, actually, it's a fantastic thing for 80% of the things that I throw down on paper to be trash. Right. And I'll, I'll keep the 20%, hold on to it as something that I need to ruminate on. Right. But when I put... My Especially in the times where I really have struggled relationally, writing down my feelings on paper allows a process to take place for me as a one where my intelligence center kicks in again, sim- similar to verbal processing. But my intelligence center looks at the words, feels them intuitively, and is able to understand them better than if I'm just trying to keep them in my head. Right.
1: I like to say uh, cleaning out the attic here yep. and and that like cleaning out the attic is not necessarily a 100 percent disposal, right It is a lot of like clearing out cobwebs and and, and going through some things and, and getting rid of some trash, but also you know the the family heirlooms and, and the things that are up in the attic because you don't need them out but you do need them stored you need to keep them that's that's part of cleaning out the attic. Mm. And and engaging with this practice of of figuring out what is important and what's not like that's all over what we're talking about.
0: Yep, I lied. This is the hardest one. You need to silence the media for a variety of reasons. Sixes, yep. it's just going to terrify you more. Ones, yep. it's just going to make you pissed off. And two, your twos, you're just going to compare yourself with others through yep. this. It, it, it's important to be informed. Finding healthy outlets. Which generally means print journalism, not opinion pieces. <laughs> and dear God, Once avoid a day, the
1: print journalism. <laughs> yeah.
0: Cable news and opinion is not a good place to get your news. Yep. Print journalism are experts who have a craft that has been proven for hundreds of years. And there's a huge difference between quote unquote the media and real print journalism. And if you need to engage the world, that's the place to do it. But you, but you gotta get rid of that other trash, yep.
1: or at least figure out a way to engage. Like, so, like, Facebook is not a good place to get your news. Stop getting your news from Facebook. Oh, but it's you even can worse. find out that your your cousin is pregnant from Facebook. That's fine. That is a, that is what Facebook should be for. But if you're getting news articles from Facebook, yeah. stop that. Just stop doing it. The world is a the worst place because we get our news from Facebook. Yep. Agreed.
0: Pay the money. Get the Wall Street Journal and the Washington Post. Read only the journalism, and you will be balanced and informed.
1: And this this also gives you an opportunity to, to like engage with something that is important about making the world a better, safer, more relational place because you are helping... Like, There's a lot to be said about, you know, capitalism and and paying for things. But, like, when you pay for a subscription to your newspaper... Yes. Yeah, that's it. ...you are paying someone else to be an expert on this thing, as opposed to getting theories from your third cousin... Yeah. ...who lives in a totally different country than you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the... (laughs) They're, <laughs> the news they're promoting is being funded by ads for erectile dysfunction. It's, right. uh, it's that kind right. of junk. Yeah. The And local news. like Get your local newspaper. That's also very valuable. Although sixes avoid the sections where they're talking about local murders and the rest. That's not good for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lastly, for this crew, I think prayer walking is very valuable. Mm. It gets them moving. They're doing something. They know they should be doing it. You're out. You're doing stuff, and because you're doing stuff, it actually allows you to get your head going as well, eventually. And right. that's at least my experience. True. Is my thinking process works best when I have shoes on and I'm outside and I'm going. And I, I have just found, especially in terms of trying to connect my my heart and mind to to God and my place in the world and the things that are important in processing all the things. Um, that can be another place of shoring up my my mental life.
1: Yeah, there's it's it's a sort of getting away from the to do list. Yeah, while also still doing something. Yep.
0: Nothing to react to when you're out there. Right. I, I can't improve anything. I can't compare myself. Hopefully, if you're you know if you're six, hopefully you've found a, a safe space to to walk and you feel comfortable. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> So that's what I got for, for reactive types. I got one last thing I want to hit. I, I had three things that popped, and it just worked for all the types as, as exercises that I think really do a good job of shoring up our repress center. Um, and so I just threw them down. And just for everybody, you need to take a day off. It, traditionally, this is called Sabbath. Mm-hmm. But for three sevens and eights, obviously it is inviting you to create those spaces where you're taking time to think about and process your own emotions, and it's not just go, 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 go. Right. Like, that is super satisfying, invigorating, a place of joy, and it can be an unexpected gift. Right. Oftentimes, that means putting a big X on a day each week and saying nothing happens here, and there's there's no problems to solve this day.
1: And I cannot say this enough, and you might have to get wall stencils to put this on your wall to be reminded of this over and over again. But if if you make a to do list for your day off, it is not a day <laughs> off. You cannot organize your day off and actually take a day off.
0: Would that apply to the fours, fives and nines? They nope. need the, the, you need force to five, do... It's
1: the exact opposite.
0: Productive resting. Yep. Requires you to get... You need
1: a, yeah. Force 5's 9's on their day <laughs> off. You need to figure out what you're doing. Because it's really easy to just sit around and do nothing all day. <laughs> That's
0: exactly right. You need to name how you're going to rest. Yep. I think 1's, 2's, and 6's require that as as well. Um I, I at least do. I need to say... I am going to go skiing. Mm -hmm. Um, That actually is very difficult for me because I'm turning something, I'm turning everything else off. Yeah. Like that actually is a great physical way. I know a buddy of mine who's a seven, and that's his move is on Fridays, he actually turns his computer off. He doesn't set it to sleep, he shuts the sucker down. Mm hmm. And that's that is, that is the, that's the key to him saying, I have entered a new space. Yeah. So I, I feel it when I go down into my basement. I have a projector in my basement, which I super enjoy. Watching documentaries, watching movies I've seen 12,000 times, this is just how I rest, and it's, it's mm-hmm. very invigorating for me. But when I'm walking down into the basement, that's when I can feel my body say, oh, we have entered this space now. I don't know what that looks like for everybody, but you need to find it. Right. And there's
1: something to be said about making this a really intentional and regular practice. It's one of the seven days for a reason. It's not once a year. It's like there there's bigger things that you can do on a, on a more long-term kind of basis, but you need to get into a rhythm of taking some time off. And and not doing the same things that you do every day because if you don't, you don't create space. Like there's there's just there's no there's no margin if you don't make a margin.
0: Chris here says something in the Sacred Enneagram that is something to the extent of if you don't create these spaces of rest and restoration, then your time off is eventually going to become forced. Yeah. and it's going to be only recovery. Yep. And that's not the thriving life that you want. That's not flourishing.
1: Right. Yeah, we're we're spending an awful lot of time talking about burnout.
0: Yeah. Within the right. last in several
1: our years and and that conversation has amped up like crazy in the last year. And it's because we all took a year off and didn't stop working. Right.
0: <laughs> or we had to yeah, we had to figure out whole new systems. The, the, like my wife's in education. It is it is unbelievable how the what the solutions were. It was like we're going to teach half the kids in person, half the kids yeah. online. Yeah. And so we're going to create double the amount of lesson planning. It was and- almost an
1: entire <laughs> year of the whole world can't do things. And there are several professions which was like, okay, great. We're going to add more stuff to your list. That's how you create burnout. <laughs> and burnout is not rest.
0: God bless you, nurses. The second one I had was gardening. This may be kind of out of left field. I think this is a really healthy practice for everyone. And it's not, and it's not just my, uh, I'm sliding this in because I got into gardening <laughs> during <laughs> COVID. There is something about, something that our culture has lost in the ability to connect ourselves to, to the natural order. And there's something about the doing of it. I plant something in the ground. I consistently feed it. I watch it grow. And then I actually enjoy the fruit from it. Yeah. That is incredibly satisfying. Um, for three sevens and eights, it, ref- it forces you to kind of stop. Right. And do something that is much more of a caring almost gesture. Mm-hmm. For fours, fives, and nines, this is a productive doing, and for yeah. ones, twos, and sixes, it gets you in a in a space that I, I imagine it's it's similar to meditation for me, where I'm watering something and my mind it centers in those spaces mm-hmm. in a way that's very healthy. It's a silence. I've, I've a lot ones, twos, and sixes need some silence as well, you know, yeah. for their mental life. Yeah, it's a,
1: it it's also a, like. Like there's so many different ways to garden that it doesn't have to be like, like you say gardening and I immediately picture a a sweet little old lady planting tulips. And it's like, if that's what you like, great. But if what you actually want to garden is corn, that's also gardening. Right. If you're trying to grow weeds to, or, or trees to, to build a barrier to keep out your neighbors, that's also gardening there's, there's lots of different ways that you can, like, it, the, the act of engaging with the earth and growing something on purpose, that's the aim with that. I really like that as a recommendation.
0: There's something, just to build one last step on that, the intentionality of dealing with my food waste Grounds me in 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 a way I would never have guessed. Mm, Yeah, that I'm I have this little container that sits on my counter for food waste, and I've just watched one YouTube video about how to create compost. And now it's it's going to sound disgusting, but I love the hell out of it. I got like three hundred worms feasting on this stuff outside, and it brings me such joy. Like because we got worms, (laughs) worm worm castings produce fantastic soil which produces fantastic food there ends up being I don't know uh, just I would strongly recommend if you if uh, just as if you need a soul practice it's just it's been invigorating for me especially in a culture like ours
1: and if you're trying if if your active gardening is trying to grow food that also helps deal with uh, the rising price of food right now
0: this is true because you can grow your own. You'll you will singularly drive down oil prices because you're not <laughs> having people, you know, drive lettuce in from California to wherever you're living right now. Right. Last uh, one. in And this is something this is all the types struggle with being present. You're either past oriented, future oriented or eights, nines and ones. You're resistant to the present. The last practice I have is celebration, which is. Being present and sipping in the joys of life, yeah. as they have come. Another way of spinning that is gratitude. Creating finish lines, creating spaces where you say, "I am thankful." It used to be the case that, or uh, well, many families, I suppose, still do this. You sit down at the meal with your family, and you get you say grace, and it's a place of gratitude. Mm-hmm. Finding that rhythm—that's that's powerful.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to be said about just like a, a general gratitude practice of like, like engaging and contemplating what where you are, who you are, what's going on in your life and, and figuring out how to be grateful for things that are good. Mm-hmm. Like it, It's just it's it's good for your brain. It's good for your heart. But also there's the idea of like really intentionally creating space for celebration not not just a regular gratitude practice, but also like real celebration of marking things that you have accomplished and saying this was a good thing and celebrating that. There's going to be a need to accomplish for withdrawn types. There's going to be an engagement with I did something that was good Yeah. Uh, for reactive types. And there's going to be a pausing to celebrate the thing that has happened and not just moving to the next thing. That's it. For the aggressive types.
0: Yep, super important. Finding those spaces where you can really be fully present. Essential, it's just essential. You know what else we celebrate here, TJ? What? Stars, we like stars. You can put these on Spotify or iTunes before you shut off this podcast and we will send you great love and gratitude. <laughs> Another thing you can we'll do is celebrate. Hooray! It may be the case uh, that this is one of those things worth talking about with other people who are into the enneagram. Is common practices that that you want to bring into into your life here in the into the future. And talking with others who do enneagram stuff, as we talk about in step two, ends up being incredibly valuable. Mm-hmm. Here's something I'm working on terms of shoring up places I'm weakest. Yep. Um, so share this episode with somebody that you love, preferably somebody that uh, you're doing life with, talking chop with, interested in seeing you become a better person. These are all great. Hey, you know what else we're doing in terms of talking with people? What? We have a online event. And I, it, I, I should say we are starting online events in June because these will be regular. But we would love right. to have you show up to the first one. We have right. well over 30 people who are signed up. It's going to be good times. I would love to get that up to 60 or 70 and just kind of a full room because then we can do some fun stuff because we can create rooms for your type to talk to other people of your type and process all the things. And uh, well, I promise we'll make it safe. We'll make it enjoyable. We got uh, new stuff worth thinking about. And uh, those start in June. If you go to aroundthecircle.org, click on events, or click on the button that says Patreon, it'll send you to the link so that you can can join up with us. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And it's going to be online. You don't even
1: have to wear pants.
0: (laughs) We would prefer everybody that joins us to wear pants. (laughs) (laughs) Hey,
1: if if we can't see it on
0: screen. You get fired from CNN for doing stuff like that.
1: Well, luckily, I don't work for (laughs) CNN. So I'm not putting on pants, sir.
0: If you want to see TJ without pants, sign up. This is this is definitely. This is definitely. Pants. All right, man. You got anything else? I got nothing. He's TJ Wilson. He's officially awesome. And actually, I can't tell if he have pants or not. So, and I'm not see? gonna ask. See, I'm Jeff Cook, and I'm wearing pants. And who you aren't isn't interesting. <laughs> Join us on June 12th.